Hey, hey, welcome back, team. Another episode of Beautiful Dust Specs. I hope you are feeling this very moment a joyous, delighted, peaceful, captivated, and intoxicated dust spec, and you're limiting the time that you feel like a down, disappointed, sad, serious, and unhappy dust spec. But that's what we're going to do today. We are going to talk about happiness and sadness, the neurotransmitters, the chemistry, what to do about it, how to make it better, and why it's not a, the happy, sad ideas of your life are not that bad of a thing, you know? That's the what it's all about. So again, this show is called Beautiful Dust Specs. I'm calling it that because you are a beautiful dust speck. You are this tiny little thing, this infinite creature of immense wonder and awe in a universe that makes you dwarfed in size, scale, and comparison. This show attempts to take the ordinary and show you that it's extraordinary, that the most ordinary, mundane, little tiny moments of your life are huge, epic, weird, wild, and wonderful and all fold into this thing that you get to call the existence that gets to sit on this earth for an X amount of years and have an X amount of experiences. So anyways, lots of stuff is going on, you know, there's some cool things happening in the world. For some reason, our episodes, downloads have almost doubled in the last two episodes, episode 21 and 20. Um, That's awesome. Episode 20 was really fun. It was just kind of like a little idea rant about the ideas of asking, that you can ask a question, and that's way more impressive, way cooler than your ability to answer a question. Being able to ask is where it's at. That's what we're trying to get through. That's what we're trying to embrace with this. And then 21 was about, in essence, neurochemistry. It was just an overview of the neurochemistry, which I'm going to review some of it today. And then we're going to go into it from an aspect of happy and sad. And then the next one, I'm going to do love and loss. And then I want to talk about flow states. Because you are this amazing thing. You're this amazingly awesome creature. And you're helping me get these downloads out there. And if you're somebody who's sharing this information with people, if you're passing it along, that's awesome. And if you're a podcast fanatic, remember, that's the essence since a podcast. Podcasting world is changing rapidly. I've been listening just all the time for about four years now. It's an almost, it, it is a daily thing. Not a single day goes by where a podcast is not listened to, regardless of even recording it or interviewing on other people's podcasts. But asking questions, baby, it's circles upon circles of knowledge. This beautiful world where people share their mission, their gifts, their joys, in you know, share their inspiration and imagination with the people around them. And it's allowed to permeate through the ether that is this wonderful world of podcasting and that's what it's all about it's not about making money it's not about this that and the other thing and you just wait the money's going to permeate in it's keep saying permeate it's gonna it's gonna flood into here it's gonna change podcasting people are gonna start monetizing it more and more sponsors this that ads just like youtube and facebook but whatever we're gonna embrace it we're gonna learn from it we're gonna enjoy the ride as we get going here all right so I actually started this episode, I was thinking, and I, I put it out there to my social media filing, which is huge, I'm just kidding, it's pretty small, and I started to talk about some of these things that are, you know, out there in the world. I asked some of my friends to just, you know, what is happiness in a singular sentence? And quite a few of them responded. Sarah says, living life is happiness, rather than just standing by and watching it pass. My friend Janelle, who I work with, just says, ha-ha, elusive. <laughs> it's pretty funny. Uh, Nicole says, loving yourself, who you are and who you're with in that particular morbid environment in time. So its length varies. Jay, who is just a modern philosopher, just says, not being sad. That is, a, that is the definition, Jay. You're, I cannot argue with you on that one. Lori says, mental state of euphoria for you through through fulfillment of mind body and or soul lynn says at peace tracy says being fully present in each moment 
Rachel, having a, she says, it's having a day when all in my world is at peace. And she puts in parentheses, yes, that's selfish and short-sighted, but definitely thinking in the moment. Doreen just simply says, content. Nikki says, happiness is a feeling and doesn't last forever. If, however, you are at peace with life, then you can come back to happy, joyful states of being more quickly. Youngman Brown, my bro on Your Creative Push, he's a wonderful dude. You should totally check out his podcast. It's awesome. I was on episode, I think, 56 and 57. It's only supposed to be one, but we got ranting, and before you know it, an hour went by, and his half an hour long podcast he says realizing that you haven't had to think about pursuing happiness for a long time because you are already pursuing it jenny from cn adhd another wonderful podcast that i really enjoy getting information about adhd living coping and working with strategies is great she says you know it by its absence it's kind of a thing that i always ponder kip says a feeling of being long a feeling of belonging to the proper moment in life Raman says, Raymond says, a choice one makes. And Catherine Gallagher says, feeling content, hopeful, and completely at ease with yourself and the world around you. Why did I read all these to you? I read these to you because they're cool and it's interacting. And anytime you guys can respond to me, reach out to me, and enter, you know, just have a conversation with us via social media, I dig it. I love it. If you are one of my listeners, you've been listening since the beginning, middle, or end, you're wonderful and you make me happy. And the fact if I know this, help me out. Let me know you're listening. Let me know your feedback, whether or not it's good, the bad the ugly you know i got a two-star review on itunes i found like in the middle of my 90 itunes reviews and it was about that this person says they read between the lines and alex doesn't think that you can be religious and not be curious about science i can't rebuttal i didn't say that if i did say that i'm sorry i didn't mean it i just was talking about asking questions and said that i have questions that that need that i ask there's questions i'd like answered regarding theology and religion and so on and so forth so i'm sorry if that person if you're still listening you told me on their itunes reviews you're not i hope that you i am sorry i offended you please come back it's not it's just part of it man enjoy the ride enjoy you whatever makes you happy content whatever it may be ride it okay so let's review neurotransmitters and what i want to do today is i want to show you this happy and sad thing this elusive thing that is in all of us right life liberty and the pursuit of happiness right then at the beginning of our country you know, it, it's something that we can change. And when you look at these definitions, when you look at what's going on, there's reoccurring themes. There's only like 12 responses, but you have things like presence, peace, contentment, feeling, moments, people. And the one I really dig and enjoy and embrace and empower is choice. Think of that. You have a choice to be happy. So let me get back to that as we get going here. And when we break down happiness from just the side of just the feel and understand that we're going to see this is truly just chemistry. It's this wonderful, weird world of your nervous system integrating with it in essence from the yoga standpoint being the yoga teacher that i am you know that that's a big part of my life i love yoga resonates with me because i can blend it with my science i don't fully i don't fully dive into what i call the woo woo side of yoga where people always like it's the science of yoga okay yeah it doesn't really follow the scientific method as much it's getting better but i've talked about this before in the past so you know i want to just think about that i want to think about it from this idea of the mind body experience and your mind can controls your body. Your body is going to do what your body is going to do. It's going to adapt to the environments that your mind chooses to put it into. The choices that the mind makes will affect the body, and that's what we're doing. We're going to talk about some ways to hack our happiness a little bit, and one of them is definitely mindfulness. But I want you to start to think about this. Feel through this, and as I empower you with this knowledge, don't get bogged down in the science. If, if you know, dopamine, norepinephrine, all these different big words are too much for you, just breathe and move on to the next sentence. Just take little snippets of this. You're not 
not going to be an expert in neurotransmitters. Heck, I'm not an expert in neurotransmitters. I'm just a bio teacher that just loves learning and going down the rabbit holes of the internet and figuring out what moves me for the week to give you this little tiny episode. So just embrace it and take it for what it is and what you're feeling at this given time. So neurotransmitters, they jump the synaptic gaps. You have these neurons, these special special things inside your mind and body. Really, most a lot of them are in your mind. We talked about this. There are more connections inside your brain, more neuroplastic neurons ready to be rewired, reworked, refired, relearned than anything else in the body. They don't replicate. They don't change. They're there from the start, and you decide how you're going to wire them. You downregulate. You don't try stuff. You don't live a dynamic life. You won't have the most dynamic, you know, diverse neurons. It's not a bad thing. It's the choices in the life that we make and live, but you can put these things into, into situations, and the brain will adapt. It'll change. It'll neuroplastically change. And one of the things that it does is it changes these neurotransmitters. So your neurons don't touch. They they have these called synaptic gaps. There's the cell body, which I don't want to get too sciencey on it. It's where the nucleus is, the DNA of the neuron. It's like the heart of the cell. It's where the neurotransmitters are made and stored. And then based on different environments, based on different enzymes and, you know, stimuluses that rim, run through the nervous system, the neurons will decide which of these neurotransmitters to pass along down this interconnected chain of neurons and jump the synaptic gap and we are chemistry right we're a, we're a universe of infinite amounts of 37 trillion cells of improbable you know existence sitting on this tiny little earth doing the things that we do and all the chemistry from my fingernails to my skin to my teeth to my larynx and my voice box the things that make me work think and feel is stellar debris. These neurotransmitters are stellar debris, chemical combinations of things reworked inside our body to allow us to feel. You know, we, we think of these things as like feeling, thoughts, emotions, ideas, and opinions, but what are they, right? They're like these little tiny magical things inside us. Ah, in some regard, man, they're chemistry. They're the, It's a combination of these different neurotransmitters that are existing in us. They're like little, they're like little messages. They're like electrical signals sent down a wire like you send down a telephone wire and you need currency you need you need current you need stuff you need wattage to keep these things moving to keep the electrical signal pulsating down the wire or it'll stop right and if it you know if it goes too much it'll short circuit and it'll haywire and overload the system and that's the analogy man all these neurotransmitters of the world these things all come back to inhibitory or excretory or I'm sorry excretory excitatory all right inhibit inhibiting meaning like they downregulate you they slow you down they reduce anxiety bring balance the flow of information ceases. Those are neurotransmitters that are downers. And but that downer doesn't always mean like bad stuff. Excitatory, which I didn't I just wrote down, didn't realize it was that hard of a word to say. Sorry. Just exciting stuff, they increase the flow of information. And you gotta remember your neurotransmitter system, the system of neurons and nerves that are inside you are given to you through evolution. They've been passed down through generations upon generations of things that have to survive in a world that is trying to kill them. We don't, our world is so soft. Our world has these, you know, these new problems that our biological bodies have to partake in, but you're not a tiger out there on the savanna. You're not a, you're not something that's having to find and kill food in every moment while other things are trying to kill you as food. So we have to remember that. That's power. That That's a biological understanding that helps bring to mind what 
what's going on inside my body to allow for me to understand that it's not always my fault. It's not always things that I'm in total control of. I have some control, but not total control over them. Because you're wired to be a creature that stands out in the world and you see like a bush move. And you're like, is it a tiger? And you're like, no, it's no, it's not a tiger. And like, so the, they get up, they get a little excited. Then okay, you come back down and then you're like, oh god, it is a tiger. And then you gotta like run away or that tiger will rip your jugular out. And actually, just rip it out. It has canine teeth and they actually grab you and then cut off the wind supply of you with their canines and like, cause that doesn't take as much energy. Then they, you know, if they're strong, they'll shake you and just snap your neck. <laughs> yeah, I know. Biology's so gnarly. It just we love all these video games and these crazy. I'm reading the Walking Dead comics right now, the Condendum, Compendendum number three. It's awesome. And we love all this violent stuff. And people are like, I hate science. There's nothing more violent than nature. Nature, there are, I mean, I can look out my window right now. My God, I live on a lake. I bet there's like a hundred fish right now that are just literally being eaten alive and just digested by juices. <laughs> I'm sorry. I'm getting a nerdy here. But anyways, we get going with this. But thinking about this, thinking about that you're controlled by this chemistry, by these chemicals, by this stuff that's flowing through you gives you a power, gives you a thing to understand and see what's going down so you can hopefully make choices to not just mentally do it but physically figure out what to do with your body and put in your body to change the way these things work so really quickly just breaking down some of the science here for other people who are mildly nerdy out there and do dig the science you know this whole world exists in this frame of amino acids and i will do an episode soon on protein synthesis because it's the central dogma it's everything bcaas people at my gym take them all the time they don't even know what they're working for a, a branch chain amino acid an amino acid is like a little little bead on a on a on a on like a necklace and that whole necklace is the protein so the amino acids are the beads that make the big necklace that is the protein proteins give you structure and allow for function that allow you to survive those get coded from your dna you can survive and reproduce you can pass on the genes to the next generation and wham you can get it going so the amino acids can cross the blood 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 i'm oh, sorry blood brain barrier to get into your brain to help make more of these neurotransmitters so the two that they the, there's a few of them there's five that take that play a role l-tryptophan which yes is similar to the tryptophan you hear about with the turkeys 5-htp htp those are the two that are responsible for making the wonder drug of serotonin and we're going to talk about all the down up and down regulatory forces of serotonin then there's l-tyrosine and l-dopa these guys make dopamine norepinephrine and ephedrine and all these things go together to make up this chemical concoction of you know of of the body and when you look at this it's almost like that inside out movie each of these neurotransmitters are like little dudes inside you they're little things these little people that are like little little things on your shoulder that are telling you what's up they 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 have their own role they have their own personality so dopamine is the first one. We love dopamine. If you don't know what dopamine is, like the next time you get excited, someone's like, are you excited? Like, oh yeah, baby, my dopamine levels are like so high right now. And they'll look at you weird, but then you can teach them and we learn and we pass on knowledge. Dopamine is the rewards, the pleasure, the learning. Anything that are, that like rewards you, that increases this, this, this happy mindset, anything that is rewarding to you will increase and is increasing dopamine. Norepinephrine, this comes from the fight or flight aspect. This has the ability to upregulate and downregulate your heart, your blood sugar, the blood flow. It helps you make different decisions, focus, even paying attention. And then the, epinephr the epinephrine 
norepinephrine and epinephrine epinephrine is in essence adrenaline they're both they're both from the adrenals they're both de- they're both they're both from the adrenal gland the epinephrine is what helps you deal with high stress and it gives you that go 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 kind of mentality so those two things regulate into the fight or flight methodology which what i'll talk about here and i'll come back to in a second glutamate is the most abundant it's something that it, it's, it's hugely abundant in your and it, it, it works with the other one that's called gaba gaba helps quell anxiety and glutamate works with cognitive functions learning and memory and then lastly serotonin serotonin is one of the biggest ones and they're doing more and more research on this as it goes and i actually stumbled upon an amazing article i'll talk about here uh this idea this is mood fear anxiety and now we talk about serotonin levels and if you look at a lot of these things there's a huge push in the health and fitness world which i'm a big part of i'm a very nutritionally i try and be wise i try and be in the know of stuff and there's these things called nootropics trying to figure out different supplemental non-drug related you know supplements really that we can put inside our mind to make us feel happy smarter more energy more more excited more things and a lot of it is about increasing serotonin levels anything that's bad that's going on you know someone who's down bummed or depressed a lot of times they'll have very very low serotonin levels those are something that stays in us for a little bit longer as opposed to the other ones that are just kind of like quick hits like dopamine in norepinephrine in you know epinephrine in glutamate it just goes back and forth and then lastly you get acetylcholine so if you just break down all these different neurotransmitters they're the chemical toolbox that allow you to do so many different things, right? Allow you to up and down regulate heartbeat. I always joke around with kids and you like go run a mile, you go do CrossFit, you go do heart. You don't have to like hold down dog in yoga class and think like, all right, must increase my heart rate. Must bring blood flow to... No, no, no. Your body's got you, baby. Your body's going to do the things that it's going to do. Go sprint from here to the mailbox. So many things will change inside your body. All you'll think about is, this is hard. And that's all you got to do because your body will do it. It'll take on. It'll do the thing that it's going to do. So, all these things were worked they they work together they're a chemical concoction that is constructed inside your mind and your mind does it perfectly any of these drugs really in in full like bam like hit with you taken in pure form could could kill you you know like adrenaline is so what they stab into your heart in pulp fiction when you're having a drug overdose i mean just wicked incredible powerful things these tiny little chemical receptors that can change and cascade throughout the entire body so that's awesome now we're gonna i want to talk about that so we got these things and that's what it is it's just balance it's balancing out these adrenals balancing out these all these different systems of stuff and these little tiny you know trifecta trios of different organs ideas thoughts opinions and emotions that allow us to be the thing that we are and feel the things that we're feeling the article i was telling you about um, i think my after i get done with three more from this little series of things i'm talking about here with neurotransmitters i want to talk about the gut biome and just the bacteria inside your intestines and stomach is awesome so there was this this article i just read that they have they have data and information from a i think it was a caltech study yeah caltech saying that 90 percent of the serotonin that is produced in your body is produced in your gut by the bacteria boom oh my god dude you, you just wait like the gut the back the, the gut biome is insane if you're not taking a probiotic get on it go take a probiotic feed your gut bacteria the things that it needs to do and it's gonna flourish all right so that's the neurochemistry of of all this you know and that's the happy side of it when those mix in certain ways and certain i you know certain concoctions it's going to give you these euphoric feelings that we as humans have written music art language we've we've made movies we've told stories 
stories. We've passed along information. We've held each other, hugged each other to try and up and down regulate these wonderful things that we get to call feelings, thoughts, opinions, ideas, and emotions. And that's what it is to be human, y'all. My dogs are behind me right now. They love me. They're happy. They've proven that me hugging my dog will increase serotonin in my brain and my dog's brain. But my dog can't write songs about it. My dog can't write me a love letter, can't buy me flowers. All he can do is like not poop on my floor. And I'm to me, I'm always like, yeah, dude, like I feel you, bro. I actually have two dogs, Cosmos and Hubble, and they haven't pooped on my floor in a while. But they did rip the cover off a library book because it cost 60 bucks. So I'm really excited to figure out how I have to replace the library book. Thanks, bros. But let's talk about this happiness here. So I was reading some cool articles, diving into the world weird world of internet, and there's different ideas. Some people break down happiness into two different categories. You have the hedonia, and you have the edodomenia, and that sounds very fancy word. So the hedonia is very quick. That's the pleasure, pure and simple. It's quick, bang, 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 spikes of happy vibes get you up and down throughout the day. That song, that music, that cupcake, whatever it may be, gets you pumped. Where edodomonia means purpose. That's your growth. That's the content. That powerful world of contentment, emotional self-acceptance. That's what we're all doing. We're trying to move from the hodonia to the edodomina. You know, and it's also that that's what this is, man. That's what life is about. You're trying to not only just live moment to moment in little quick splurts of happiness. I want you to figure out ways to make you happy beyond belief, happy that permeates throughout all of you. Before we can totally talk about the happiness, though, let's quickly hit on what it means to be sadness. And the in true, I've been trying to research like the science of sadness and. It really just comes down to it's an imbalance of the of the neurotransmitters I was talking about. Your stressors. Stress is killing us, people. Stress is destroying this society. Stress and sitting is really, really doing detrimental things to your body. And if you don't think it is, you're wrong. You're, you're just wrong. There's no way around it. You can't live a stressful life and live to the fullest abilities of what your body can give you. You can't be stagnant and stationary all day, every day, and wonder and be upset about how your body is going to rebel against you. I'm not trying to bring you down. I'm trying to show you in just a little quick, little tough love kind of sentence there that you can put your body into these ideas to get the chemical balance back. And if not, you have a modern world of doctors and people and support systems that can help you. You don't need to live an unhappy life. Way easier said than done, right? There's 20,000 people, millions of people happier than me. There's millions of people sadder than me. So all I can do is just be me and sit here and be content. So these imbalances are the stressors. You know, it's an automatic physical response. And it requires you. It requires you. It makes you adjust or change to the situation. Again, stress is good, man. Fight or flight is something that we need. You still may be in a time and energy where you need these quick hits of stressors to change and adapt and make you decide quickly and effectively to figure out if you're going to fight, if you're going to stand up to whatever whatever is in front of you at that given time, or you're going to run. Those are what we do because an indecision between an indecision between fight or flight will just make you hit, make you hurt. In biology world, it'll make you eaten. In our world, who knows, man, may make horrible things, right? But the stressors of these things are something that we need to figure out. And we need to figure out how and look at, and they've broken it down to the hypothalamus, this tiny little reptilian part of our brain, is joining the pituitary and the adrenal glands. Glands are everything. They're these little tiny secretion things, these things that shoot out neurotransmitters and enzymes to really allow your body to communicate. You are at 37 trillion cells with each of these cells having different structures and functions that allow you to be the human that you are, and they have to communicate. Do you ever wonder that? I can 
open and close my hand right now. Think about my brain. My brain is staying steps ahead of the game, creating this symphony of neurological thought, feelings, ideas, and emotions that is not only doing that, it's allowing my body to control and regulate airflow over my larynx and my vocal cords to allow me to take what's in my brain and control my mouth to express what's in my brain. I mean, it's just so much stuff going on. And it communicates through neurons, through nervous systems, neurotransmitters, synaptic gapping, allowing these electrical signals to you know transfer at epic speeds it's like 265 miles per hour the electricity can flow but through the neurons in your mind but we now can do that we as humans can understand this we can look at this and start to study it and it turns out stress comes from this kind of trifecta this little trio of your hypothalamic pituitary and adrenal systems they call this the crh it again it has benefit it rouses the body it gets you going it gets your adrenals going and those adrenals will turn adrenaline into cortisol Cortisol, people are getting understanding now. Cortisol is the enemy in essence. At a given time, it's there, but our world, our ideas of what it means to be a happy, healthy person, burning candles at both ends, not eating right, this, that, you know, you know it all. If you're listening to a podcast, you probably listened to them before. We're not stupid. We know what it takes to be happy and we know it doesn't make us feel that way. But when your cortisol levels get too high, when it keeps going here, these hormones and these transmitters can get locked in this kind of open state. And it's just a constant flow of not serotonin and dopamine, these happy things, it can turn into cortisol. And cortisol, you know, has this cascading effect of health that goes on. And I'm not trying to get too off topic, but, you know, a lot of the problem, like, you know, modern problems that are going on in our society, our, our health and our wellness, they stem from what's called inflammation. That's why you take, you know, fish oils and stuff like that. It's your body irritated. And cortisol does huge amounts of stress to every system in our body. So that's what this is. When this thing gets imbalanced, when the dopamine, norepinephrine, ephedrine, glutamate, serotonin, GABA, and acetylcholine, you know, blend, they get out of balance and we'll lose it and we'll start to feel stressed. So this is when it starts to get crazy. So you got to think about this from like kind of a mindfulness standpoint here before we talk about how we can hack this. Your body is going to mess with you. You know, we as mindful people, as people trying to be the people that we are, we, we lose sight of it. And that's what science does for me. That's what this brings home. It gets me thinking and feeling that I have a little bit more control over it. Because when you are sad and you are depressed, I mean, I can think of so many times. I, I'm not very lucky. Lucky in love, and I've gone through big forms of depression. I give Tim Ferriss so much effort. I, I, you know, I really love that guy. Everyone loves that guy. He's like 60 million listeners, you know. So I'm not the only dude talking about him. What a he's such a baller because he does all this stuff, and he's trying to make himself and other people live a happier life. And lately, he's been very open about his his battles with depression. And you think of this dude, this wonderful guy who has has a life that I would enjoy. I truly think I would. You know, the world of his podcast and being able to reach the audiences he could reach would make me, I would assume, feel the happy chemicals flood through my mind but he talks about depression and at the time when you're depressed when you're sad when you're bummed you feel like there's nothing you can do about it there's feeling like nothing that can be done however remember coming back to our definitions of happiness happiness is a choice all right before we get going into this hacking i'll start with the dalai lama quote happiness is not ready made it comes from your own actions and that's what i want to talk to you here about you know I've, I've, i'm trying to get this sticky and give you guys ways of how the science and the motivation and the healthy happy feelings of life can blend together so it's really simple and there's so many different lists so many things like this i'm kind of giving you happy hacks that helps me i'm not perfect i'm not perfect at all i try i try my best but i go through ups and downs just like everyone else so number one guys or not even number one like 
zero, rule zero, life lesson, life mindset, life everything, embrace the chaos, live the chaos, enjoy the chaos, know that everything's going to ebb and it's going to, it's going to flow. I teach, I'm a tennis coach and that's one of the crazy things about tennis to teach and play is that if you're a high level tennis player, it's just this roller coaster, right? The wonders of, of motive, of a uh, momentum and stuff in, in a game. That's life too, man. Life is a game. Play it, live it, be the best player that you can be. So number one for these happy hacks, guys, is exercise. Do whatever it is you can do to the highest or lowest amount of it. You know, go after that thing that's the runner's high. If you're just starting from scratch, it's going to be tough, okay? Just take the mindful aspects and do what you can do in little bits of it. And then be aware, be mindful of the feeling of it. Don't just think about like the sweat, the pain, the anguish, whatever. Think about it as a tiny little bit of time. You give me 20 minutes of your day, 15, 20, an hour, you know, whatever, whatever. 20 minutes relative to the rest of the day to allow you to permeate into all aspects of your life? Come on, homies. You can do it. You can do a little bit of that. You can exercise and ignite these little systems to increase the happy factor. Get the scale sliding to the happy side, getting it away from the sad side, and then it won't slide as far back when the sadness comes in because it will come in. Number two, eat right. I'm not going to get into nutrition. I do paleo. I do buttered coffee. It changed my life. It's everything. If you want to know more about that, reach out to me on the internet. And I'll do nutritional talks sooner or later on this podcast. But you just got to eat right. Whatever makes you happy. You're not stupid. You're, you're a smart person. You can figure out. You know what it is to be happy and healthy. And maybe you've never tried it. Try a little bit of, of a healthy lifestyle. Make one choice on something that you know deep down will make you a better person. And again, become aware of it. And if it's food, if you're addicted to it, you know, if you really want to make a change, start to fix the mindset put the put yourself in a different vocabulary it's just a, it's just taste people it's just a taste it's just one of the infinite amounts of senses that we have that that taste factor is there and again you know your nutrition enlivens you don't take a diet that makes you feel bummed i always hate i always feel bad when my work my people i work with are you know like oh man i'm crushing this diet i feel terrible i'm like i'm so tired but i'm losing weight bro i'm losing weight heck no baby your diet should make you run through a wall it should make you feel stoked to be alive so eat right number three is freaking sleep people go to bed go to bed wake up early you know either way but just, just don't do both don't go to bed late wake up early okay i prefer to go to bed early because the morning is my favorite time of the day the morning is open. It's quiet. I got my buttered coffee. I got my dogs. I got my journal, my books. I'm ready to go. I got the whole day ahead of me. So I'm a morning person and that benefits me. There's night people too, but just sleep more. You have these Carcadian rhythms, all those stressors, those things I was talking about, those come, they seem to be incredibly intertwined into the Carcadian rhythms, into seasonal effectiveness disorder. And all these things, these bad aspects of people, when they break down the neurochemistry, they're low in serotonin. Their Carcadian rhythms are off and fixing that has an almost overnight effect on people. Think about how good you feel after a night's sleep. That's not a mystery. That's your body being like, hey, bro, like go to bed, man. Like I need this, baby. All right, number four is little woo-woo. Practice gratitude, meaning that you just try and focus on things that you are happy for. We have a negativity bias in our brain. We will fixate on the things that are bad. I have stressed over that one little iTunes review where I offended somebody bringing up a religion in my mindset, in my aspects. I feel bad about it. I have 90, there's one other one that's bad. I have like 97 other reviews that are great. So I'm going to be gracious. I'm going to be gratitude. I'm going to be excited that if I have one of you listeners. Right now, the downloads were in like 350. And that makes, I'm just going to be, I'm not, I'm not Joe Rogan. Do I want to be? Yes. Do I want to be Bill Nye? Yes. Do I want to be a science communicator?
failure with my life, a motivational speaker. Yeah, I really do, baby. That's what I'm going for. That's the mission. But for now, my God, I, there's 350 of you that are giving me 20, 30 minutes of your time. This one's running a little over. We're at 30 minutes right now. I don't care. I'm feeling good about this one. To you're giving me that time, that, that makes me gracious. And then mindfulness. Look up mindfulness practices. Just simply sit down and just breathe. Don't worry about it. Don't worry about the meditation. Don't worry about the things. Don't think you're bad or good about it. Sit down. Here's the easiest one. Tim Ferriss gave me this. You know, it's nothing I came up with. Just play your favorite song. Put on your headphones. Play your favorite song. Maybe line up two songs. And all you're going to do, sit comfortably and take deep, full inhales that match equally with the exhale, preferably through your nose until that song is over. Then stand up and go about your day and as you get going with that you can download calm you can do box breathing you can oh my god just search mindfulness it's exploding right now on the internet it will help you it down regulates you it gets the inhibitory aspects of the neurochemistry to go well it turns off it closes the floodgates it it deregulates the currency the signals going through your brain so that the ones we want and can help us more can flow more freely number five i just been kind of spitballing as you go through life think learn love be social and be you Get out there, learn new things, think hard on some stuff, enjoy the wonders of you. And so many of you write in the reviews that, you know, you, you haven't heard, you haven't, that your science has been dormant or you didn't really think I liked learning to this, but it was kind of cool because you like learning. You're, you're a learning machine. Your brain stimulates. If you are elderly and you're moving towards your life and you don't utilize your mind, it, it digresses, it down regulates, you know, if you're put into experiences that are gifts that you should be grat- grateful for and have mindfulness to it allows you to learn who you are love more be more social and again just be you all right and then lastly reframe all this the number one thing that stuck out from people's responses, I just went and saw a Buddhist monk. Um, I, I deal with these things all the time in the yoga world. And it, what it always comes back to is just reframing the question, looking at it from an aspect of like taking yourself out of it be like, I have to this, that change it to, I choose to do your best to look at happiness as a choice. And if you are bummed, you are at the lowest of the low right now. If you can do one thing, write down on a piece of paper or somewhere, I'm going to try to choose to be happy, or I'm just going to choose to be I'm going to choose the choose to be happy, right? Just something small like that. Don't say like, I will be happy. All right. That's, that's okay. That's good. But just know and just make a little choice for it. That if every day you did something that's moving you towards it, maybe it's nutrition, sleep, exercise, mindfulness practice, hugging somebody, doing something, you just take a little action, reframe it and understand that it is a choice and you're going to choose to make yourself happy. You're going to choose to try to be happy. And when you are happy, embrace that. Enjoy it because it may be fleeting for the moment it may swing in each direction understand and know and embrace and enjoy the happiness of the moment so that when the other one comes back you'll have more to pull from your happiness bag will be there i use this in i use this in um yoga and before like my opening statements you know the concepts of diffusion this always resonates with me diffusion goes is everything moving in your body from an area high concentration to low so if i practice gratitude if i eat i sleep i do these six things well i'm increasing this high concentration in the core of my being of positive things that it's high concentration it will then permeate out through the rest of my body down regulating the negative it will it will neutralize it will balance out those negative emotions or it'll you know it'll just continue to fill upwards and it's just going to keep moving throughout my system and it'll also permeate into the people around you it'll permeate into the people and it'll diffuse into the homies of the world that you care about and that's a wonderful thing you know so do all this try your best to take on this take on to things 
things that are and be aware of what your happiness is. There's plenty of supplements you can take, you know, but most of it comes from food. Take some L-tryptophan, increase your vitamin B levels, and take some magnesium and zinc, super easy. You got L-phenylalanine, L-triazine, vitamin B, vitamin C, selenium folate, vitamin B6, and trilmethylglycine. Vitamin D especially, people. Go out, take a vitamin D, take a fish oil, and take a probiotic. I'm telling you as a health coach, as a fitness instructor, and know somebody who lives the life, it helps you. It's very simple to do. Eat more green stuff. Try and be a little more, you know, lower, maybe just lower down the carbs a little bit. I choose not to eat grains, and it's made a big influence in me, and I've increased my fat intake from buttered coffee, and that's the greatest thing ever. Oh, my God. I should do a whole episode on buttered coffee. It's epic. Thanks, Dave Asprey. So I'll close this out here. If you search this and using functional magnetic resonance scanners, using this new technology of the mind, we actually can take science and prove that a guy named Matthew Ricard, 69-year-old Tibetan monk, is the happiest man alive. He has the highest levels of gamma waves in his brain when he is in a state of meditation. So he has the highest capacity for happiness, and therefore he has a reduced propensity to negativity. So based on the wave functions of his mind, he has the highest capacity of happiness, therefore they class classify him as the happiest guy. He laughs at that. He says that's just media running with it. So he gives three pieces of advice. He says, stop thinking me, me, me. Stop thinking the world is all about you. See the world in a grander scale. See it as a collective whole of everything. That's what I want. That resonated with me so much because that's what science does for me, man. That's what the science shows is that it's all connected. It's all wonderful. It's all part of this weird, wild, wonderful journey, y'all. It says, train your mind like you train your body for a race. So he just simply says, sit down and spend time thinking happy thoughts. Train your mind for number number two, his, his 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 second recommendation was train your mind like you train your body. Do mindfulness, eat right, exercise right, work it out, think, learn, love, be social, change the vocabulary inside that wonderful consciousness that you, remember I talked about this in previous episodes, make the voice inside your head your happiness, make your voice inside your head your biggest lover, because I guarantee you right now it's probably your biggest hater, fight that. And then lastly, he just says, spend time thinking happy thoughts, sit down, breathe, while that song is playing, just think about all the things that make that song your favorite song, think about the individual beats, think about the science of the wonder of the humans that can regulate and figure out how to manipulate sound waves through the atmosphere to make that song take place, let alone record it and share it with you. And he says, happiness is a deep sense of flourishing, not a mere pleasurable feeling or fleeting fleeting emotion, but an optimal state of being. So that's my episode on happiness and sadness, people, and understand what we're doing here. If you understand that there's chemistry, that the things that are making you think, walk, talk, think, and feel, that whatever it is that you are experiencing right now, it is chemistry. It is stuff that, in essence, you don't have a ton of control of at that given moment. You know, like, it's not your fault that your brain is there. If you're in the negative side, if you're in the stressor, bummer, you know, the, the second half of the beautiful dustbeck rant at the beginning, you, you're, you're addicted to these feelings. You, you have things inside you that make you, your body's going to fight you. Just go step by step, minute for minute, hour for hour, and do little bits of things you can change. Unless you're somebody who can do a wholehearted change. When I was really bummed out and depressed, I come back to the science and then I fake it till I make it. I simply do my best. I wake up, look in the mirror, and I go, all right, I'm bummed, I'm pissed, I'm angry, I'm lonely, I'm sad, I'm depressed, I'm all of those things. I don't want that. I don't want that life. I don't want to feel that way. I'm going to fake it. I'm going to go out, and I'm going to try and act like I'm happy, and 
damn it, it changes me. It then goes out. I can't always do it. But after a while, after months, weeks, days, hours, whatever, it could be big, it could be small, sooner or later that happiness comes back. And then I become aware of that. And I think back on the stressors. And that's what this podcast can do for me. It's as much for me as it is for you. It allows me to get this stuff out there and little reminders. And I get motivated and energized after every episode. After every interview I do on someone else's show, I get pumped up. And I see that I am this wonderful, infinite creature, this beautiful duspect of 37 trillion cells. The probability of me being me is 1 times 10 to the 2,685,000th standing on this rock going around this sun in a universe, in a galaxy made of billions of star energies and a universe of billions and billions of galaxies of infinite complexity and awesomeness. I am a stellar body, a chemical collection of stellar debris energized through the pyramid of the photosynthetic creatures on my planet, energized and illuminated by starlight. I am a starlight energizing star ball. Yes. And that's what makes me happy. So happiness to me is just embracing the waves, riding the chaos. It's a sliding scale of awesomeness. For me, it's living. I, for me, it's feeling. Diving into, swimming through, feeling the feelings of both the happy and the sad. Feeling the feelings of each moment. If you take anything from the quotes at the beginning, anything from the show, is that the moments, the people, the places, the ideas that you as your mind decide to put your body into, that body, that mind will integrate, intertwine together, and that's what it's about. We try and go to bed each day happier. Just not even happier, just happy. Sadness sucks. Happiness rules, so enjoy it. But again, understand that it's a spectrum, understand that it's moment for moment, and even the happy, the sad, the good, the bad, the ugly is all a beautiful thing. It's all a beautiful part of this beautiful thing that we call life. So go out there, embrace it, love it, live it, be you. If you're digging this, if you're liking what's going on, and you've made it to the end of this episode, take a little time to reach out to me. Find me at BeautifulDustbecks.com. Beautiful Dustbecks on both Facebook and, and Instagram. Either one of those I'll respond to. Twitter is at the underscore science bro. And now you can email me at BeautifulDustbecks at gmail.com. Any of those things, guys, would make me an incredibly happy human. Be it. Take the time. You know, I will do it as well. I've been trying to reach out because I want it for me. So I'm trying to reach out to the podcasts that I listen to and have changed my life. And most of them have huge listenerships, and they'll probably never hear it, but you never know. Kick a little happiness in motion. Create a singularity of awesomeness for the day and see where it takes you. Find me. Reach out. Make it happen, guys. And above all, love yourself. Love this life. Love you. Peace.